everybody. Welcome back to the College Football Uncensored podcast brought to you by Saturday Down South. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me, as always, your boy, your boy, Chris Mahler. Chris. Yeah. You are primed for a big weekend in Athens. I'm kind of thriving right now besides my face breaking out and very, very red. Everything else is going very well. Yeah, what's going on with the face? It's getting redder. I've been, I don't think it's because um, I took my, uh, well, I mean, everyone knows me here. I think it took my antidepressants right before we started. And I had a couple of beers um, and I got nervous. So it's a, it's a mixture of all three. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a combo, one of those things. But everything else, I swear to God, outside of that sentence, it sounded really sad. Everything's been going really well. Oh, well, it certainly sounds like it. I don't feel like you meant um, that, but so, um, no, but for real, you're going to be in Athens this weekend. Yeah. So me and my girlfriend, cause I have a girlfriend. That's my girlfriend's so whatever we can talk about. It, it's not a big deal. Um, we're going to go to Athens. Uh, I was asked to be a part of this. It's actually pretty cool. Um, I thought they were joking at first. So Los and Hoyt invited me. Uh, this is shortly after Los asked on air, uh, why I post so many pictures of chips and queso on my Twitter, which was a fun answer. Um, Wait, but, were you on, were you on the show with him? Yeah, yeah. On six eighty? I don't know. It wasn't six eighty. It was a Chuck Oliver like, show. Oh um, yeah, okay. I don't, yeah. Did we make Dan mad? You think that's why he did it? I feel like Dan knew the answer to that. Could be. It's fine. Either way, Dan, we it's love you. Attack. So hopefully, I didn't do that. And um, regardless, so so it's a guy named Aaron. Like uh, they're doing all weekend. I mean, like I'm trying to emotionally prepare myself for. I fucking love Athens so much. And like a lot of my friends are going to be there. They're also going to talk about that national championship that like, I guess they technically won. Um, but I'm excited to see football again. And Athens is my favorite college town. So we're going to be up there tomorrow night, but there's a, uh, an event going on with 680 and then also something called the players lounge, which is like um, UGA alumni and, and former players like Aaron Murray, Keith Marshall. Um, they're going to set up shop. There's three events throughout the weekend. There's one tomorrow night at, uh, Silver Dollar, which is a one of the 115 bars in Athens. I've never been there, nor have I been kicked out, which is nice. Um, and the, the following morning, Saturday morning, there is a live show hosted by Hoyt and Los at Creature Comforts Brewery. So I'm going to stalk Hoyt like Sting from the rafters and, um, and hopefully be on the show. Uh, so my girlfriend thinks I'm actually successful. I'm pumped, man. I really like. Does she I listen I, to this podcast yet? Or she has several she? times. She had some feedback that I uh, wasn't going to take seriously because she's a woman. You know what I mean? Like, come on, come on now. I don't mean that at all. That was weird. Um, and so she's <laughs> just like, she has listened to it. I don't, whatever. I mean, what does she think about me? She said you were real hot. She was like, who? Like, she she told me she settled for me. Yeah, because she likes. I figured she'd say something like that. I mean, most people do, to be honest. Yeah. I, that was Allie's reason for breaking up with me. Um, I know. Allie, he knows. What? That's weird. That's very weird. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, you live in a house with your wife, you idiot. I know. Anyway, no, she, um, it's funny because, you know, both pods do such great work and they're just very different flavors, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're probably like, I don't know. What's a great flavor? We're Turtle. like, the Beatles and and they're Lou Vega like Rolling <laughs> nah, Rolling Stones, you know, two greats, different yeah. lanes. 
they her roommate listened to the other podcast thinking it was me and um he was like he just kept staring he was high as well but he was very confused as to why i didn't sound the same um it's been a struggle explaining what uh voices are and how podcasts work but other than that things are going well so we got another (laughs) listener at least for now that's good circle of life um are you gonna go to the actual game for the the yeah all right what are you looking forward to watching in that game uh me motherfucking every single stetson bennett doubter um publicly i honestly so what i want to see is what the receiving court looks like um because they had so many injuries at the start of the season if you remember not like in Mm. games um i want to see like like the quarterback competition i I'm still going to stand firm in the fact that I, regardless of how many stars they're rated out of, out of high school, I don't see Stetson Bennett losing that job. Um, it, you can't, there's only so much you can learn from, from a string game, but like, what does that defense look like from like a speed and physicality standpoint? Because of what they had last year was, you know, I mean, I don't know if we're going to see that again. George, like somebody's six, seven, three fifty running a, a fucking four, seven, you know what I mean? Multiple guys like that. So I want to see um, what that looks like. You lost a couple guys to the portal, who steps in and fills those shoes? Um, you know, that's pretty much it. Is is um, what's Matt Luke doing? Like, I mean, talking about Matt Luke, former coach, UGA. Honestly, I can't wait to go to fucking Little Italy. That's the main reason I'm going. Yeah, who did who did UGA hire as their O line coach again? It was somebody pretty good, right? Um, you would think. Will Frank off. It almost had to be Will Friend. It, it seems, yeah. I mean, that guy feels like that guy's been. Oh, Stacy Terrells. Stacy. Uh, he was at North Carolina. His face oh, is redder right. than mine. Let me ask you a question. I love college football, and I love collecting shirts and like workout shirts because I sweat so much. Yeah. I, I mean, work I work out get, so much. I do work out. I what? What? Fuck off. Workout shirts because you sweat so much because you're working out. Right? Oh, you you meant that. I thought you were just making fun of me because I'm so secure in myself. I, I got to get a shirt, right? That went well. Yeah, most things do. Uh, like a like a what kind of shirt? Like a Georgia shirt? Yeah. Like I'm not getting anything with a fucking natty on it. Like that's just, that would be hurtful. But like, I mean, I don't see me not going to Athens. It, th- three things are going to for sure happen. I'm going to get drunk at some point um, and, and enjoy the, the shit out of myself. I'm, that sounded weird. I'm definitely going to go to Little Italy anytime between 1 to 4 a.m. Um, I'm going to rest my head on whatever it falls on for two to five hours of terrible sleep and then get up the next day and, and watch football. So this is basically like 2002 all over again. Well, it happened in 2002. It's like that was like the classic trip up from high school to go to Athens and you like do all that kind of stuff. I was a pretty big pussy in high school, so I didn't do any of that kind of stuff. Uh, 2007 2008 yes absolutely love that yeah look at you i'm a late bloomer anyway what do you i mean so what are you gonna do you're just gonna hang out in the house again mope yeah probably you know uh it's easter so you know the kids uh what a plot twist that was huh what does kids or easter no i'm not (laughs) it's one of the all-time uh comebacks Honestly, that is the 28 to 3 of the Bible. I will say that right now. That's true. But it's like a, one that we would all pull for. My mom is so fucking excited. She loves Easter. I mean, How many yeah. services does she do on Easter? So I think two. But like, I mean, 
honestly, Jesus Christ is risen today is an absolute fucking banger. And I love that. Um, she is that I, all I subscribed in the church. She doesn't use those words, but I definitely would. Um, all right, guys, open your hymnals for this absolute fucking banger. <laughs> Jesus Christ is risen today. Um, no, it, like it, it, it just like Easter is basically like like the virgin version of Kentucky Derby. You're dressed up like you know crayons, colors, mm-hmm. um, wearing clothes. Pastels. That, so many pastels. Like there, I mean. I'm not great with money, but I feel like every family that was like, listen, we have to go to Belk because you guys got to get new clothes for this one day that you're going to be uncomfortable and hate. Oh, also, I'm meeting uh, Bay's family on Sunday. Whoa, moving quick. I mean, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say. She's listening right now. I think we're moving at an appropriate rate and speed. Uh, you guys are moving in together? Not until August when I don't have a place to live. And this is like a matter of convenience. You know what I mean? Uh, sure. What sure. I want to do is after the year where I lost everything because I had tied myself to living with someone, um, I'm going to get right back into that. That's just called growth. That's true. You know, you learn from your past mistakes and you grow through them. Absolutely. That's absolutely something people do. So Georgia games at 1 PM, Bama games at 3 PM. So you're going to miss the Bama game. Is that, is that what you're telling me? I mean, I'm going to record it. It's a spring game, dude. I, I'd say when I, I stopped getting excited about the spring game, just means more, bro. My dad called me and he was very dramatic, which um, I know is a shock, but it was like 2009 when they first started getting like back-to-back number one classes. And Drake Kirkpatrick was covering Julio Jones on like a, I don't know, fucking like six-yard dig route. I don't even know who the quarterback was, but it was like, I mean, he's like, he kept rewinding it over and over like he was fucking Ron Jaworski and was like, Listen, let me reset the frame real quick. Like, that's a perfect pass from a perfect route in perfect coverage. And I was like, he gained six yards, and we really got to get through this, man. We really we got a lot going on right now. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be that guy during a spring game. No, you know, the other thing you don't want to do during a spring game, I forgot about this last year. We should reach out to our friend, um, what's that fucking dickhead that stole my tweet last year and use it for his uh, joke in his video. He works for Fox. Oh, RJ? Yeah, RJ Young. RJ Young. Let's see if we can make that happen again. What? Say something funny enough to where he he steals it. That's a a weird move if you think about it. I'm still not over it. Where you you steal something that wasn't yours and then block the person you stole it from. Like, bro, okay, good luck getting more content. First off. (laughs) What non-petty things can we talk about? Uh, it's all about the petty on this podcast, you know, petty wop, petty wop. Um, no, I mean, look, like, like you said, I mean, these spring games, I tried to watch Florida States last week and it was a, it was an abomination. I had an entire sick family at my house, so I couldn't really get rid of them, dude. I, well, I've tried. Um, I mean, just it's, it's on ACC network plus or extra. So, you know, the, Recording team, not the best. You know, they're not bringing their yeah. a, a team there. It's not on ESPN2 like George's is. Um, so I, they're you get excited for them, and then it's fun to watch for a little bit. And then when they start the, the walk-ons in because they don't want the, the big guys to get hurt, it gets a little brutal yeah. watch. I won't, I won't All you're looking lie. for is non no injuries. Also, I'm, I'm reading the review from the A&M spring game on CBS. 
Um, and I like CBS. This is not Barrett Lee who was supposed to join us today. Um, but the first sentence says Texas A&M and Clemson were both a quarterback away from college football playoff contention in 2021. A&M was eight and four, right? Did I miss something? No, you didn't. Yeah, you're right on that. Clemson was nine and three in the ACC. Clemson had a lot more issues than just DJ not being good. So did A&M. What's up? Um, Anyway, but I say that only because the the spring games that happened this past weekend, we're not going to get too deep into it. We're going to hopefully have some smaller interviews recapping kind of like what we did last year before the season. Um, We're going to have Robert Barron's on uh, to talk about A&M, traditions, uh, jizz jars, and happy birthday, Kip. Um, Also, the fact that, you know, the uh, quarterback rankings came out this week and, and like just set Twitter ablaze. The assumption that Haynes King is going to beat out Max Johnson, I feel like is a bad, bad assumption. Both of them look like shit in the spring game. Johnson was 13 of 31. Um, he also completed six straight passes and still went 13 of 31. Nice. Almost impossible. Uh, then King was 11 of 33. He played for just both sides and threw an interception for each, which is just balance. Sounds like a real electric atmosphere. God, you hate AM. Regardless, <laughs> um, we're going to try to be positive because like, it is still exciting. We get football this weekend. What are you Not looking phenomenal. forward to this weekend outside of um, backhanded compliments about things we genuinely love? Well, like our family? That, oh, you speak for yourself on that one. Um, well, I actually, believe it or not, I've got a three day weekend this weekend. Get a little, you know, good Friday off. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday mix. Um, so my vacation starts after this podcast, by the way, For how long? um, just the three days. It's not really a vacation. Oh, it's just okay. kind of hanging out. Um, I'm just looking forward to the good weather, man. Get out, play some golf, watch some of these games enough to, to be dangerous dangerous to see what some of these teams have um and i'm glad baseball's back man watch braves game they're losing again the clear world series hangover going on i mean uh, we're i'm i can't talk baseball in april it's just too early it's just too i mean you're right you're right i'm not it's a I'm not long panicked. long season don't worry. You should, yeah they were dog shit for most of your last year we're not going to do this um people that get in i'll tell you what there's a lot of things that i hate in terms of like in, in the sports sports world, one thing that I hate, but also have the utmost respect for people that are, that play fantasy baseball year round. Year round. I mean, mm. well, yeah, basically it's a fucking nine month season. <clears throat> what about people that are in two leagues? Maybe. I don't know. Are you in two baseball leagues of fake? I mean, baseball? I'm just, I would like, it was a hypothetical. Tyler, I don't ever want to hear about your, your schedule conflicts again. They're weekly leagues. You set them on Sundays. Come on. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I thought it was like a daily thing. Like, I mean, you remember Hans? Yeah, yeah. He he did it every day, and then we get pissed that nobody else wanted to play and take it as seriously as him, which was hard to match that energy for 162 games of actually playing. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Anyway, all that being said, Auburn also had their spring game. Um. Brian Harson was not fired, which was a shock to everyone. So Oregon. 
uh, I guess they traded quarterbacks. I didn't know this. Robbie Ashford, which is one of the best, uh, I feel like, 80s um, teen movie star names of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked the part. They said he's 12 of 16 for 132 yards. He f- was flashing escapability and a big arm. Um, that's pretty much it. They've had a bunch of injuries. So I, I, I still say Calzada is going to win that job just because they haven't seemed to make a correct decision in over a year and a half in that, that program. Um, I think Ashford's a big baseball player too. Why do you want to keep talking about baseball? I just, you know, he said he had a big arm. I'm pretty sure he's, he's a, I don't know if he plays for Auburn, but he was a dual sport kid in high school. I know that at Hoover. Oh, okay. Inside tip. Like a less, like a less successful John Parker Wilson. Or maybe like Russell Wilson. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. Um, you know, he had like 330 in the minor leagues, by the way. Oh, dude, he was a beast on the diamond. Played for NC State. I remember that. Yeah. Um, anyway. He got drafted so, by the Rockies, I think. He got drafted. I'm, I think it might have been the Yankees because he was still going to spring training. Like, that's such a fucking flex to be like, you know what? Listen, I got some downtime this week. I'm going to come just participate in spring training. How about do, do we forget that Kyler Murray got drafted in the first round by the Athletics? <laughs> I don't think so. He, he was like the ninth overall pick, right? <laughs> Such a weird pick. I one time, one time in middle school, I think I told a girl that I wanted to go to the dance with her, and I was choosing her over someone else, and I made that whole thing up. That girl, I never even asked another girl. That's the closest I've ever had to options like Kyler Murray ever. And also, we were the same height when when that was happening. Mm. That's, that's a rough scene there. No, middle school's great. All right, listen, where do we go from here? Cause we got to end this show. Cause you, it's late. We have a fantastic interview with the college ball. Um, or the, let's get into the interview. I love these. No, guys. we got, we got to do one thing like positive here. What, like I've done so many fucking deep dives this week. What you pick, which one, and I'll get into it. You just stay back with your eyes placed. We can do Heisman winners and they return <laughs> to eyes college. Placed. I mean, you don't have to pay attention to it. Um, we could do Heisman winners returning to school. We could do, we're not going to do Texas being back. Um, we're not going to get a QB rankings. We could do, that's pretty much it. It's probably just that one. All right, let's do the Heisman. The Heisman. Okay, return. so here's a fun fact. Bryce Young, obviously coming back for his um, sophomore, junior year uh, of eligibility. Most likely going to be his last season in Tuscaloosa. Um, he is the re- the defending Heisman Trophy winner, even though his own teammate was was probably more deserving. Anyway, so I did a little deep dive, um, partially because I'm a, a nerd about this stuff and also just to piss off Ohio State fans with what I found. At roughly 2.30 in the morning, I found out that Archie Griffin won the Heisman Trophy his second year with four total touchdowns and like 600 years. Oh, my God, Tyler. You didn't see me get into this on Twitter? Oh, my. It's incredible. So, Archie Griffin. Now, somebody dragged me about the fact that they had a fullback that had 26 touchdowns on like in goal line situations. I did not bother to do the research on that. Um, Big 10 shit ever. But Archie Griffin. Why didn't I fucking write this down? Archie Griffin. He won it in 75. I don't know, fucking idiot. I don't know. Listen, it was like, it's mind blowing how low his, his, uh, his production was. And he, and he's the only one in the history of this award that had 
remotely similar votes from from the year one to year two. It's like it's honestly a perfect example of how bored we get with success in general. Um, so since then, there's been eight different winners that returned. Uh, all seven or seven of the eight at least finish in the um, Heisman voting like top ten the following year, except for one, Mark Ingram. Mm. A little bit injured, but didn't didn't even finish in the top ten. Didn't receive a single first place vote. Uh, there, who came the close to winning a second one was it Tebow? Tebow because he so he had 462 votes. Uh, first place votes in 07 and then 1,957 total points. The following year in 2008, which is when Bradford won and he had 50 touchdowns, he had um, 309 first place votes, which was actually the most out of anybody in that, uh, that group of finalists, and 1,575 total points. You look at everywhere else, though, like Jason White, it, he, he still had a very productive follow-up year. He finished second. Um, you know, you're lucky that Ingram didn't get a single vote because the numbers and the drop off, every single player went down from like the year they won to like the following year. Right. Jameis Winston off the charts back. Um, he finished sixth the following year. The year he won, he had 668 first place votes. You want to take a guess how many he had the following year? None. Four. Four, yeah. It was a bad year. I mean, he had like 20-something interceptions or something like that. I just want to know which four people voted for him and why. It's probably all the guys that cover the team. That's all probably true. Um, (laughs) He had 2,205 total points, which is the most out of anyone besides Manziel. Uh, The following year, he had 51. Who's that? James Winston. Oh, 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 total. Yeah. Total votes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, not great. No, but, but, so I, I broke all this stuff down. We'll, we'll, at some point, I'll make a graphic of it. Um, but just, I tell you what, like, I don't know if anyone deserved to win for two straight years. It's going to be obviously a very big uphill battle for Bryce Young to do the same thing. Um, like I said, I think like you, you could make a case for CJ Stroud's numbers last year. What he's going to do with that receiving core this year, if they stay healthy, is, is going to be disgusting to watch. Um, Will Anderson, I think, is going to be one of those guys that gets invited just so they make up for what they did last year. Uh, but, like, the, the numbers in general, man, like, Lamar Jackson, I, I, I forgot, like, one, I forgot that Ingram won the Heisman, even though non-Christian uh, McCaffrey, stronger-jawed Christian McCaffrey from Stanford 2009. You know he had 28 touchdowns? No. Toby Gearhart had 28 touchdowns with like 1,900 yards, and Ingram won because he beat South Carolina. Your name is Toby. Okay. Here we go. That's good. <laughs> All right. Um, I love we'll Toby Gearhart. Why? No one loves Toby Gearhart. Because he looks like the, just the total antithesis of a running back who should be drafted in the NFL, and yet who took him? Was It, the, it had to have been like the Jags, right? Uh, I'm sure. I'd tell you what, another thing that that – uh, kidnapped any, I wouldn't say productivity, but it just absolutely consumed me was if you, if you ever get bored, go on sportsreference.com and look up the, you can see every single top 10 and, and Heisman finals, the votes, the stats they had from the first year they did it to now. The people that won the fucking Heisman, like first off, Archie Griffin should have won the fucking Heisman. There were three running backs that finished directly behind him, all of them with better numbers. 
Don Hudson, remember that guy who's making that weird ass face a couple years ago when Joe Burrow won? He's like, mm. he was. I mean, I don't know if he's had a stroke on stage, but that guy, he might have died. Actually, that's probably messed up. That guy was on a two and eight Notre Dame team and had three touchdowns and thirteen interceptions and won the Heisman. Thirteen the picks. Player. Thirteen picks. Tyler, Man, up that's... until like I don't know the eighties, I don't know if people new interceptions weren't a positive stat to have because I'm surprised they threw the ball 13 times in a season. Yeah, there was, there was one person. This was the worst. It was 1954. I think he played for Wisconsin or Iowa. It was a running back. He won the Heisman without scoring a single touchdown. I'm just going to say it. I think you did too much research. No, I had a 1954 Wisconsin running back and you know, his stats from the year. Okay, well, first off, this is my job, and I fucking love looking up. Like, fuck you, Tyler. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I will say the people that were, like, upset with me because we posted something about it, and I was like, oh, Archie Griffin didn't deserve to win the Heisman. Who knew? And Ohio State fans were very upset about that, um, which honestly made it even more worth it. Uh, Yeah, it's time well spent. Well, you know, you play fucking fantasy baseball. I'm going to go look up stats from white guys that were – Future electricians that won the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> Toby, Toby. Toby. <laughs> um, all right, that's this show. Uh, very good. Got stuff. the interview. We do have the interview. Um, also, we but, have some. Hey, the best part about this interview is the fact that Chris uh, didn't oh, realize fuck. that we had interviewed them before until like midway through when I had to break the news to him. The the interview. These are my favorite people. They're so fucking nice. I I, I cannot say this enough. Like all jokes aside. I was in like the worst, not the worst place because the following year was way worse. But when I first talked to them in 2020, it was like the most refreshing interview I'd done. It was so much fun. And this interview with them was bookended by me forgetting we already had them on because of my fog of depression last year. And it ended with me apparently not paying my Zoom bill for $7.99 that I guess was not an automatic payment because you can't be too careful. And we had to uh, chop it up. So oh, we chopped it up all right yeah that's right anyway here's some people from not america talking about college football um if you guys are in athens by the way this weekend hit me up let's go get a beer and an argument all that good stuff um we have a long off season ahead uh but with tyler's enthusiasm um and my heisman research i don't see how we could be stopped let's go yes all right, guys, we are joined by I, I've, I've really been looking forward to this for quite some time. Um, and who knew that all I had to do is send a simple DM on Twitter to just make this happen a year and a half later. Uh, but we're joined by my favorite podcast, even even better than ours. Um, the College Whoa. Chaps podcast. I mean, well, it is. They have better accents. They sound smarter. The, the sweatshirt that they sent me last year, it is the most comfortable sweatshirt I've ever put on in my entire life. Interesting. Yeah. So I'll take another one in a smaller size. Um, and I promise that I won't send you any messages at 4 a.m. me wearing it again, George. Um, all right. I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves and kind of explain what's going on because I've had too much caffeine. Uh, but the College Chaps podcast, uh, a cultural podcast from overseas, I met all of you, I guess, about a year and a half ago. And it was, like all jokes aside, one of my favorite things that's ever happened to me in, in, this, in this job. So Whoever wants to start, Alex, you go last, um, strictly because <laughs> of your fanhood, and then um, and we'll go from there. 
what, what, what I want to know is why we would, why have we never had Tyler on our podcast as a guest. Yeah, we've, that's had, Chris, a good point. we've had Chris on lots. because then we wouldn't we wouldn't have Chris back on if we got Tyler on. Yeah, I don't know how you guys you guys <laughs> consistently scheduled the worst. Like last time I was on there, I was after actual Vern Lundquist. <laughs> And then Dabo. So don't don't put. I don't like any seeing any of my friends succeed. So don't don't invite them on. True. <laughs> These guys don't inter- they don't need to introduce themselves. By the way, they've been on our podcast before. Yeah. Wait, Chris, when did we do that? Was Chris it last just, year? Just totally forgotten all about this. It yeah. was such a monumental feat that he's wiped it from his memory. <laughs> Wait, was this last fall? You were in a you were in a rough you were in a rough place in life, Chris. I don't. Guys, I'll be honest. I don't remember most of most of fall twenty twenty one. All right, well, that's the end of the interview. Uh, (laughs) My bad, guys. That is that's kind of embarrassing. But honestly, you know, I've probably done worse. Don't introduce yourselves if you don't want. But I do want to get into it's George, Holly, and Alex. Um, If you haven't checked out the podcast, I've been I've said this multiple times like to our audience like it, it genuinely is like just a fantastic fantastic podcast um and you guys are so dynamic too because ollie talking about like so much nfl draft content year-round george um being a bama fan which is enough said alex does volleyball shit that i don't really understand but we accept him for it um i mean you guys you guys are fantastic uh but kind of give our listeners uh who don't know what accents are a um you know a quick I guess, I mean, story of like, you know, how all this started. Well, I guess when, um, whenever anyone asks us a question, because we do get asked it occasionally, we geographically were spread uh, across the UK or up and down the UK. So we start north of the border. So I'm in Scotland, I'm in Glasgow, I'm George. Um, and um, being a, I, I mean, I, I, I love most things American, to be honest. Um, I've been traveling to States for a long time and, I guess that's where you start to pick up on the sports, you know, baseball, uh, football, all that kind of stuff. And then, but it's just that moment when you you get, for us to get your head around college football and the scale of it, we, we, we don't have a comparable in this country. You know, um, Alex, who will talk about his um, college coaching experience, um, I hope he won't take offence when I say it's an entirely different proposition over here, you know, in terms of the the the, the, the scale and size of it. So, to to be in Bryant Denny with you know one hundred and three thousand people is just mind blowing for, for us, to be honest. So, um, so that that was you know I I got into it and then you know never never fell out of it. And my my love is the SEC. I, I just love the SEC. I, I don't recognise other conferences, but um, so if we if we work if we work our way down the country, um, Ollie's Ollie's next, so we can I can pass the bat into him. George just coming in and playing to the home crowd, like oh, I'm a big Bama fan. Oh, I love SEC football. Nothing else matters. Like, <laughs> Even had a little draw at the end of that, like, right? Oh, she's like, I tell you what, Alex and George can can do one. If, if, you, if you if you give me another, if you give me another two minutes, I start talking like Brian Kelly as well, right? I would go, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of want you to do that just to make up for the first, literally the first reaction I ever had to talking to you. It was referencing a 1985 one-hit wonder from Scotland. So I'm still not over it. Anyway, Ali, I didn't mean to interrupt. 
That is, hey, it's your show, Interrupt Away. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, similar to George. Like, you, I, I got into um, football through my brother, who was like a big NFL fan. And then we watched like college football one night, like a New Year's Six game, Boise State. And it was like, holy hell, like, what what is going on here? And, and like George says, there's, there's no equivalent in this country. So um, it's like, it's mind blowing. And, and then I was lucky enough to start writing for a website in the the UK covering the NFL while covering college football and met these two guys and we created the best podcast in the UK, nay, the entire world. And (laughs) and like, it just became like best friends. Like these two guys are my my boys and it's all for a love of football. And we get, you know, come on and speak to guys like you and we've had such incredible guests on our podcasts. And I, I now get to say that this is my day job and it's, yeah. There's not a lot more you can say. It's everything that you would imagine and more. And Ollie wouldn't blow his own trumpet, but Ollie has become a professional writer during the time that that we've all worked together, right? So he now awesome. you know works for for Pro Football Network and um, is um, uh, quite clearly climbing the ranks in there because he is um, uh, he, he's too modest to say, but he is very good at what he does. And it's great to see someone from the UK. Um, doing that, he's, he's just doing an awesome job of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that. Um, I mean, besides owning multiple Creed albums in my high school days, one of the most ignorant things I've ever thought was when I first talked to you guys. I was like, I remember telling um, this person, I'm not going to say her name, uh, that I used to live with, and I was like, I was like, they actually really know what they're talking about. Like, I was in disbelief, and I was like, oh yeah, because you could just have a you know, be from a different country and also still watch TV. And that's a whole thing, but Ollie, it's been fun <laughs> to watch you grow. We're not going to talk to Alex, like I said, um, but um, I'm glad you, I'm fucking with you, Alex, go ahead. Alex is a Texas fan and it's one of my favorite things about him because he gets so fucking angry about A&M and it's just beautiful <laughs> to listen to. Welcome to the club. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Look, you, you guys think you can do rivalries in the US, but you know, I'm brought up on, as you would call them, soccer rivalries here, where some of the things we sing about one another is just not on. It really isn't, but we do it anyway because it's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> my my favourite college football story, it's not quite how I got into college football because I kind of knew about it before. Uh, I went on a trip to Seattle and I couldn't go to a Seahawks game because they weren't playing at home while I was in the, the city. So I decided to go to a UW game and oh, nice. managed somehow to talk my way into the student section, probably because of the age I was at the time. And were you the age of a student? Uh, British British accent. Yeah, it was only a couple of years ago, so I was I was out oh. of, I was out oh. of high school. Um, oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then ended up being kicked out of uh, one of the dorms at UW at three in the morning uh, by no. by an RA. So, yeah, that was a, that was a good night. I enjoyed that That's experience. Awesome. Uh, I don't remember much of the game because, yeah, I was absolutely hammered. So, uh, and then just from then on, college football has been a part of my life. I see so much of myself and all of you, except for Ollie, who knows what he's talking about with X's and O's. Um, but yeah, no, that's, I mean, like, I mean, Tyler, you've, you've been kicked out of a, a sporting event before, right? Oh, definitely, yeah. A few, a few Florida, Florida State games I've been kicked out of. A few? Yeah, yeah. It's tough. I oh, mean, it's okay. a rivalry, you know? Things get a little heated. Um, it used to be, yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Don't love the Tebow um, jersey back there. Just, I'm just going to say it. 
Is that also a master's flag? It is, yeah. Yeah. There you I, go. I, I, Morgan I, I, Freeman bobblehead if you want to trade. So <laughs> just let me know. I've got, some, thing I've got some of my, my daughter's homemade art if you want to trade oh, some of that there you go. shit. That's good. You, like, that's, always, that's one thing I, I can't wait for as a parent is to just openly tell my kids I don't want to like, keep their finger paintings. Like, there's only so much room on the fridge. You know what I mean? We're not going to celebrate all this mediocrity. It's not going to help anybody. No offense, Tyler. Your kids are great artists. Um, but let's get into some actual football stuff. Um, so I, I had a couple questions, like, all kind of catered to um, the stereotypes, I guess, that I've labeled you with, which is, George, we're going to talk about Bama. Ollie, I want to talk about NFL. I want to start with Alex, honestly, because I said something last week that – I'm going to regret so much. Um, and it is that I think Texas is going to be back this year. Oh, and God. Oh, yeah. It, well, then today ESPN with their just ever just um, all-knowing FPI uh, metric said that they were one of the four teams most likely to make the playoffs. So can't wait for them to go seven and five. But in year two of Sark, I did what I do best, which was put on a pot of coffee and do a deep dive into stats I will never remember last week uh, about Sark and like what his offenses have looked like in year two, the influx of talent they have coming in Lincoln Riley's gone. Um, I mean, they, they had, I think five of their seven losses were by single digits. It, like I'm going to miss the low hanging fruit that is making fun of all things, Matthew McConaughey, but sell us on why Texas will actually be back. So you've, you've come to the wrong person. <laughs> And okay, good start, I, will, yes. I will I will start off by saying the reasons I think that they they will probably have a better season than last year. You know that roster's a year older. There's a lot of a lot of seniors, a lot of juniors mm-hmm. in key positions. The defense looks like it could be something quite special Can't be on worse. that side. A uh, lot of seniors in there. A lot of guys who really need to prove that they can step up and play. Um, and if they, yeah, if they get that opportunity, the, the Big 12's not going to be good this year. You know, no, it wasn't even, last year. Even by, even by Big 12 standards, it's not going to be good. You know, OU have lost everyone. And mm-hmm. outside of them, no one's really that good year in, year out. So, you know, the path is open for Texas. You've got one of the best, if not, probably the best running back in the nation and be John Robinson. The whole there. backfield. Yeah. And then, you know, talent, talent around him. They only need Quinn Ewers to come in and be relatively good in his first year. And I think that opens up enough holes for this backfield to, to go to town. And then, you know, if one or two of these true freshman offensive linemen that they recruited come through, they're going to come in and start. And then, uh, you know, things start to look up. You look at the the wide receiver core as well. Xavier Worthy is a dark horse Blitnikoff candidate. As That's long a bit as much, but yeah, I mean. as long as the QB play is decent, you know the kid's got a huge amount of talent. It's probably a year early for that, but well, the transfer got from Wyoming. Yeah, well, did you see who visited today as well, or was su- supposed to was the uh, Hall yeah. kid from Bama? I'm yeah. sorry, what happened? Ajay Hall was visiting. I'm emotional on Twitter, but that guy is on another level. I will say that. <laughs> um, 
No, I mean, like, like from like a production standpoint, like everything you said is spot on. Like people are going to laugh anytime you make that like a, a statement because the like, Texas back is just like a running joke at this point. But they return over 80% of their production in that backfield. All, all highly ranked recruits. I mean, Keelan, will, was it Keelan Robinson? Yeah. Um, would have seen a lot of playing time last year because even the Georgia fans don't want to admit it. There were several injuries in Alabama's backfield throughout the year. Um, Quinn Ewers, like I, I just will always say that Sark is the best offensive mind. 1A, 1B with him and Kiffin, like in all of football. And, and, and the way he's able to scheme players open, the jump he's had in year two, I did, I did an entire thing in pencil because I'm an adult um, of, of just like what, the, what it looks like from year one to year two at every stop he's been at, including like the Falcons. And, and there was, I think like the, the stats I did was points per game, yards per game, yards per play, TD to INT ratio, yards per attempt and completion percentage. Out of all those, at the five different places he was at, only one, only one stat decreased from year one to year two. And it was yards per play for Bama from 2019 to 2020. Uh, and it was by 0.1 yards per play. I just, I mean, if, I, if, they, if I'm wrong, I'm going to definitely deny ever saying this, but. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what you expect. You know, you take that year to learn, learn the processes, uh, learn how the new head coach works, learn and start to mold the culture, which is a, a huge thing at Texas because there is there has been no culture there, or at least not, not a successful one. Mm-hmm. So that second year jump when Sark doesn't have to go in, hopefully this year and focus on, uh, focus as much on the head coachy things because rather than trying to build those in for the first time, right. there's going to be guys in there that have been there before, obviously. Uh, that are returning. So they, they know how Sark wants to work and that should free up a little bit more of his time to focus on the offense and, you know, hopefully start to build a little bit of responsibility within these kids that that are playing there. But at the same time, you know, this is, this is Texas. This is the full storm that we've had as Texas fans every year for the past decade. It's been awesome to watch. Yeah, I know it has for you, you know. Um, but, yeah, it, it feels like, and it's felt like this week, especially with these, the you know, the early, all too early preseason top tens coming out and seeing Texas in there. They don't deserve to be anywhere near them. Yeah, they deserve to be treated like Michigan were last year. You know, where completely unranked, ready to come in with zero expectations. But, yeah, you've got to remember this is a, a fan base and in particular a media that I like that mate you have that is desperate to get laid and will do literally anything to get laid. We'll go on Tinder and just swipe right consistently. Okay, over well, that's and not, over I mean, and over people again. do that in general. It's, I mean, that's just, that's how chivalry is nowadays. But I mean, I, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But he's that mate that, you know, always gets the match that comes up and it's a cracking picture. And then he starts trying to talk to her and she's a bot. <laughs> that that is that is that is Texas football. That's You've been thinking about like that analogy for a while now, haven't you? I'm already here, so we might as well. Um, <laughs> we, I mean, I, I will say the level of, I mean, in the SEC, that's why I I wasn't making a joke when I said this last year. It's such a perfect fit for Oklahoma and Texas to join the SEC because it's two other fan bases that are blue bloods and have an even probably even more of an irrational, like overconfidence and misunderstanding like lack of self-awareness of just like 
they don't give a shit about any other fan base, any other team. It's like it, they are in their own world. And Texas is just like, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to get our boss to send us to Austin, but um, for that game in week two, but I think he's going to send us to Atlantic city. I don't know what we fucking did to deserve that, but um, no, it should be funny the way I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, okay. Moving on to a team that uh, does not have any kind of these uh, low points since I guess the Bush administration, George, just tell me I'm right. Like in general, this is the revenge tour, right? Like it, like I I've said it before, like in 2019, then Bama lost like 18 linebackers preseason. I, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm being a homer when I say the level of talent that's coming back, you assume just like you assume Texas isn't going to lose to Kansas and you, you assume that Bama's not going to lose multiple, multiple uh, offensive weapons in a, Three game playoff. Am I am I wrong for thinking this is the revenge tour? Who's going to block Will Anderson? I, I think what 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 you see with, with with Alabama and Nick Saban in particular is that you know it's it's, it's, it's every other year, right? They, they the level of consistency that they operate uh, is is in, incredible, and mm-hmm. when you they, they got so close last year. And, and I still say, I said this at the time, I still believe it. They didn't get the credit they deserved last season yeah. to get to that point. When you look at the 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 issues they had at the start to the season they had, um, the way that, you know, defensively, they just were, were really not not ready and, and they kind of pulled their way through that. They had they had injuries. Um, to get to the the national championship game, I think, was, was a huge achievement for but you know, with Alabama, both both the fan base and the media don't give them credit for for getting to that point because the Georgia won and, and deservedly so. That is so, it, yeah. So to me, I, I think what you, what you get in is you get the, the kind of that that that's that second year where a lot of returners. I mean, Ollie's, Ollie will talk about the draft, but you know, look at last year's draft and the amount of Alabama players that went in the first round nowhere near that this time around that's because there's nowhere near the same level of players going into the the, the yeah. draft you've got it's almost like eight that, in the first 38 picks yeah you've, you've almost got that whole defense returning again and that that defense definitely peaked right that's what that's what got them through to the the the, the championship game um you know as you say um having will anderson back to lead that team is a is a massive um, a tick in the, in, the, in, the, in the plus column and then you get, you get the next year of Bryce Young to see what he can do um, I thought I had a very good year I mean obviously won the Heisman um, the question is can he can he get even even better I think he, I think he can another another year under under the um, uh, you know Bob um, and I, I think I think we'll start to see uh, what he really can do so I think there's a lot to look forward to for Alabama fans but of course, the problem is the expectations are just like sky high. You know, everybody expects them to go on and, um, you know, steamroller um, all the college football, and it's not quite as simple as that, as we as we know. Yeah, I think, Jameer, I think Jameer, situation. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be an absolute monster next year for them as well. The transfer from Tech. Um, <clears throat> what are they doing at, at receiver? I know Jermaine Burton transferred in, uh, but I know when when the two main guys went down last year, as, as Chris loves to talk about. Um, all I just think we Twitter. should address it that it, it impacted the game. That's all. I mean, just it's whatever. You have to be somewhat vocal in that, to be honest, Chris. You would be some somewhat, you know. I just, you know, I, I say this all the time. My my one of my most toxic traits um, is 
thinking that I'm going to have a logical conversation with anybody online. Because when I have a logical conversation in general, it's few and far between. So when I'm in that like very small window, I should never expect that to be uh, returned. I got to go to Athens tomorrow too. This is going to suck. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a lot of fun uh, week what, two or three, whatever it is, when Alabama only wins by 21 against Texas. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have a lot of fun poking Chris, I think, after that. They're going to put up like 40 points for sure. Um, I, listen, I would much rather lose to y'all than fucking Zach Calzada and that group of, of Bowie best friends down there in, in College Station for sure. <laughs> I just, I mean, like, Tyler, you probably hear Gibbs. And weren't they Kip? Cannot fucking think you lost those people. Um, I did a deep dive last night on quarterback rankings. And as you guys could probably assume, I, I got distracted and spent over an hour breaking down all of Zach Calzada's uh, stats, not against Bama. But I mean, like, Jameer Gibbs, I, this sounds crazy and there's no way it'll happen. But like, the, you, you could potentially have three people in the Heisman discussion. And actually, now that I say it, like it, it wouldn't happen because it seems outrageous. They had three in the top five in, in 2020. Well, well, the thing about Jameer Gibbs is that I mean, I, and I can't profess to say I, I, watch, I watch a lot of uh, Georgia Tech, but but you know where his production is is as as a as a almost as a receiver, right? So he plays mm-hmm. that kind of hybrid yeah. role, and you know that's where they're really going to benefit from him. Uh, you know, I I, I, I think it's going to be really exciting to, to to watch him to see how this this kind of transpires, but. You know, to Tyler's point about um, you know receivers and Shakuri Brooks is coming back and Jojo Earls there, yeah. so you know it, it could be Beautiful. interesting to see how they how they how they play. Obviously, there'll be some um, some new talent coming through, but as we know from Nick Saban's you know usual uh, mo, uh, he he brings through the, the the kind of more senior players to to step into that role. It's that it's that you know conveyor belt of talent. So uh, I think there's a lot to be really excited about. Yeah, the it's offensive crazy. line can't be worse for sure. They said the tight end thing is is very thin, but I don't know if you guys watched them uh, play in most big games last year. Um, it was thin then too. So I didn't mean to cut you off, Tyler. I just got excited to talk about Alabama stuff. Yeah, no, I know. Well, and I was just kind of uh, leading to that before we get to talk a little bit of, of NFL. It's crazy to me how fast now in this era of the transfer portal and NIL – it, it, you're essentially seeing teams legally tamper or illegally tamper, whatever. There's no, there's not even any rules, but you're you're essentially if you're a Bama, you could just at the end of the season you could assess your roster and you could say, not happy with my receiver room. Let me just you know, well through some back channels, we'll go see how Jermaine Burton felt about you know not getting the ball a ton in Athens, and all of a sudden he's on Bama's roster. And uh, I wanted to get y'all's perspective on kind of where you feel like do you feel comfortable where the game has been headed where we're in this new world of nil and everything is about money um I, it, it's a different approach i'm getting used to it um but what what is y'all's thoughts on that and where the game is headed right now well if you get if you get alex to go down this rabbit hole you'll never return from it to be honest he's <laughs> he's he's a guy who talks a little bit money before before he jumps in um Nick Saban said, "Be careful what you wish for," and a lot of people, you know, laughed at him and said, "Well, no, it's going to even up the game and it's going to, um, you know, make make it a level playing field." <laughs> well, just look at <laughs> look look at what's happened over the last um, season and a bit, right? But um, this might be one for Alex to answer properly. I think. Well, uh, no, that's uh, never the case. <laughs> I'm fucking you know, yeah. Alex. Just just to uh, just to get Chris on board, I'm going to talk about Texas again. Um, 
Quinn Ewers was talking to reporters today for the first time, and 90% of the questions were about the NIL deals that he signed since transferring to Texas. Right. And like, I just didn't even think about that. Give these he already kids made a, a break. over a million at Ohio State, right? Yeah. And it, it'll probably be four or five times that back in Austin. And, oh, Lord. You know, like, just give these kids a bit of a break. Let them go out and earn their money, but don't. The, the less light that gets shined on it from a media perspective, the less likely it is to cause massive rifts in college football teams. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of the schools, a lot of the schools have done the right thing by setting up these programs where if you want to invest, you have to invest across the whole team or across a whole position group rather than you can cherry pick who you're going to pay and then the team starts to fall apart because one guy's earning a, a shitload of money and his teammate who's training just as hard and playing just as hard is not earning anywhere near as much, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think from that point of view, some of the schools have gone about it in a very astute way. Um, but I think it, it is going to affect in the next few years, but only I think it'll have as good of an effect as it does a bad one. I mean, at some point it's going to like the bubble's got to burst. That's the thing people say, right, Tyler? Yep. It is. Um, right. I mean, like when I was in college, I, I sent out recruiting letters and licked envelopes for five thirty-five an hour. And I, you know, I'm a better man for it y'all. Um, but like what they're able to do now is kind of crazy. Also, I, I don't, we're apparently like the clock's ticking down. It says we have seven minutes left on the zoom call. Yeah. Did you get, did you get kicked off the premium version of zoom, Chris? I don't, I guess. I don't know. Like I, <laughs> I've been, I've been kicked out of my email for like two weeks. I didn't get a single email at work for two weeks and I, it was hard to really um, use that as an excuse for my boss. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, if something happens, we'll just, we'll call you guys back here though. <laughs> I'm not going to upgrade in the middle of this at all because it's just a principal thing. Anyway, financially I'm doing worse than Quinn Ewers. Ollie, I want to play a game, uh, basically start bench cut but with SEC players in the draft. So what's one guy you're, you're super high on? It doesn't have to be a sleeper or, or somebody, you know. Um, like, for instance, I think Kayvon Thibodeau is a fucking idiot. Um, and, and I want him to know that I think that. Um, what's an SEC guy you're high on? One that you think is maybe not getting enough love and one that is, is, is going to be like a bust? So a guy who, for me... I think is one of the top players in the draft is Evan Neal, Alabama offensive tackle. If I was the Jacksonville Jaguars, I would take Evan Neal at number one in a heartbeat. Um, I think for the Jaguars, yes, they need a, a number of um, different positions. They need edge rusher. You can get an edge rusher at the top of day two who can come in and make an immediate impact. You cannot get an offensive tackle of the stature, quality, ability of Evan Neal at the top of day two. I, I think he's the best offensive tackle in the class. I think he's one of the best players in the class. I think he should should be a number one overall pick. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty high on Evan Neal. I think that's a fair assumption to make. Um, a guy who I'm, I feel... So, a guy who I feel is getting love more as the process gets towards the finality is Lewis Seen. Georgia safety, Lewis yeah. Seen. I absolutely love Lewis Seen. I did his summer scouting report and I was like, look, this kid is going to be a star in the NFL 
uh, draft class. Um, so much negativity around him in 2020 because of his hit on Kyle Pitts. You know, people people kind of looked at him almost as a dirty player, but when you watch Lewis Seen, he's not a dirty player. He's a heavy-hitting, hard-hitting, physical, come down the alley, knock your teeth out type of player, but he's smart, he's athletic, coverage ability is fantastic as well, which, you know, there's not a lot of safeties in this class who combine all of those aspects. Um, for me, I think he's a top half of round one player. I look at the Philadelphia Eagles, where they're sat, they need safety, they're probably not going to be in the market for Kyle Hamilton. Bringing a guy like Lewis Seen, you're going to, he's just going to come in and make your secondary better and therefore make the spine of your defense better. You better go get Jalen Hurts a receiver. I don't want to hear that nonsense. So so for me, I think the ideal thing for the Philadelphia Eagles would be you take Jameson Williams and you take um, Lewis C. Yeah. That would be the perfect, that would be the ideal situation for the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do I think is an SEC guy who will be a bust? Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett's the best quarterback in the SEC. I've, I've, I've read that somewhere, right? I put second him in best, two, and people did not best. appreciate that. Yeah, I was going to say second best quarterback <laughs> in the SEC is Stetson Bennett. But he's not in this draft class, so we can't talk about him being a bust. Um, Jalen Widemeyer, Texas a and Really? Yeah, because his stock is already falling. Like The, right. the, kid, test, the, the kid tested abysmally. Um, mm-hmm. He came into the season as a potential like top tight end. Didn't mm-hmm. really show anything through 2021. Tested abysmally. That level of athletic capability or lack thereof genuinely doesn't translate to the NFL level. There's never been a player who had a relative athletic score, a tight end, have a relative athletic score as low as Jalen Widemeyer and go on to have a successful NFL career. Um, so I, I, I could see Jalen Widemeyer being a guy who fallen dramatically from grace. And you talk about Texas A&M, like all of their players didn't live up to the hype of the coming into the, the process. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like they caught lightning in a bottle for one fucking night. I, I mean, you're totally <laughs> spot on with that. Yeah. But you, you look at like Kenyon Green came into the mm-hmm. process as a top 10 player. Jalen Widemeyer considered the tight end one coming into the season. Um, you look at DeMarvin Leal. You know, tomorrow yeah. I was a top 10 guy who's struggling to get day two buzz. Um, you could just go on and on and on. Leon O'Neill's a guy, I think, probably a yeah. little overrated. Um, just, you could just go on and on. Just, and they all look terribly out of condition of the combine. It was just a shit show, let's be honest. It was like the opposite of um, of what Georgia did. I think, I mean, I still like Isaiah yeah. Spiller for sure, but um, okay, we have two minutes, two and a half minutes uh, before I had to put more tokens in this um, internet cafe. For us is so we're going to close with a idea my mother came up with so you know it's going to be fun it is easter weekend we don't need to talk about religion but it is her super bowl and she wanted to be involved um and she made a series of questions where she wants you guys to give me the college ball example of this uh easter reference who yeah it's gonna be really good this is like top-notch stuff you don't get this anywhere okay this is very very i mean we could do a number of things here like we could do like the Tebow spelling bee, Deuteronomy, and I, where he laughed at me for not being able to spell that. Um, who is the Judas of college football, and why is it Kirby Smart? <laughs> Tyler, I'm setting you up here perfectly. It's Jimbo Fisher, dickhead. <laughs> well, I was gonna. I was oh, gonna say. I didn't, why, know, why, I didn't know. I was playing. I'm sorry. I was gonna say. Why would it not be Jimbo Fisher? Yeah, yeah. He's perfect oh. in every sense for that. To be perfectly honest. 
What is like the least believable lie you've ever told? Uh, Because him saying that they got that entire recruiting class without paying any of them in the first year of being able to pay players in the state of Texas is fucking mind blowing to me. I think I think he was certainly of the opinion that if he shouted it loud enough, people would believe him, right? Because yeah. he seemed to be he got he got very passionate about he lost his temper somewhat, um, and um, I, I think as he's as he lost more of his temper, his 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 um, his volume went up, and I think he was very much of the opinion that you know people are going to believe me, but it's a it's a hard one to buy into, I have to say. Jimbo Smollett, that's what he's doing right now. Um, Fantastic reference, Charlie. Um, if you could bring back one college football person or thing from the dead, who would it be, and why is it Keith Jackson or Jefferson Pilot Games? <laughs> we have Jefferson. less than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring so we need to bring these games into our podcast. This is what we're missing. We're missing out on why when we get guests in. Yeah, definitely. Jefferson ideas, Pilot guys, might be too be big of a deep cut. <laughs> you guys know what Jefferson Pilot is? No. hey oh my god it is it's like like, it's like if you found a now that's what i call music for cd it's like you want to listen to it and but you also don't but you will it's fun fun story you want to find that cd because oh no i had an hour and a half performance review i had an hour and a half performance with my boss today and i'm so glad that this happened afterwards um because anytime you get a chance to interview your favorite people and you bookend the interview with forgetting you already had them on your podcast and then it cutting off because you apparently didn't pay $7.99 for Zoom. Oh. Tough day. Not, yeah, my, but, not my worst. but th- I mean. this, this would not have happened in Feinbaum. I'll tell you that. I want, I want, to, I want, to, I want to speak to a manager and I want to complain very <laughs> loudly. We're not going to be able to help you here. I mean, we're, listen, we're... Like we're not gonna ever have a restraining order out against you, like Feinbaum did for me. So that's that's where we're in a, in a more positive place. Um, okay, you don't, know, you don't know that for a fact. Also very true. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, in this day and age. Um, okay, so I mean, I got mixed up with because y'all all sound alike with the way y'all talk. Um, so we're, we were talking about Jesus and football. Oh, Jefferson Pilot, guys. Do yourself a favor. Don't do it tonight because it's late. Get up early tomorrow. Get a cup of coffee and watch. Just the the worst graphics, grainy ass TV. It was always like Mississippi State was playing South Carolina in some like thirty six to thirty five barn burner. Everyone on the broadcast was overweight, and they were all named Dave. That's a real thing. Yeah, every single person involved. Every game was um, at noon. Twelve thirty. Yeah. Twelve thirty. Yeah, my fault. Yeah. Everything was all, like fantastic with Jefferson Pilot until they got uh, Brooks and Dunn to do the theme song. Um, which was let's talk some football, and it was awful. It was absolutely awful. Anyway, that's our sounds great. Sounds yeah, great. What would you guys bring back? I'd bring I'd, I'd bring back Tom Rinaldi to college football because I fucking hate watching a guy on NFL when he's not doing college football anymore. I'm not gonna lie to you, it, it destroys my soul. Well, he's on the NFL. Yeah, he's, just yeah, he's Fox, on Fox now. Fox on NFL. Yeah, it's just not the same. Like, I mean, I've been crying even more since he left ESPN, but that's not, I don't think it's a related thing. So, I mean, <laughs> it, might be. it. it might be like subconsciously. It actually might be, you know, he's don't know that he's that, he's that powerful. You know, with, with the draft coming up, you remember like two years ago when, when they made this for whatever, like conscious decision where Trey Ringo was like, all right, up next, we have Jamison Williams, who is a standout receiver. Also, his sister was born with one leg. 
and it was like immediately getting into the set. Like Tom that Raleigh, was the, that was that was that the COVID draft? I think it might I have think been. It was when it, that's when that like it all it re- they really started ratcheting it up. They tried to find <laughs> like the worst sub story for each prospect. It's like, oh, this guy got four thousand receiving yards last year, but his dad's a crackhead, his mom's a prostitute. <laughs> and, they put like, that on the graphic for yeah. the and they put it on, Clemson. And Dad yeah, was a hooker. Yeah. Dad's a cracker, mum's a hooker, and he came over on a boat from Ireland. Um, decide what which of those three is the worst. His catch radius is, is phenomenal, though. The catch yeah, radius is That's like is if you let me write my own bio about my family. I was I like, be, oh, you want, be, you want me to tell you about my dad? Yeah, I'll be glad. I should, um, probably, be, I should probably be careful talking about Trey Wingo, though, considering he's employed by the same company as me. You, um, we, we, had, <laughs> no. um, we, had Tom, we had Tom Rinaldi on the podcast, and it was one of the best episodes we'd had but he we asked him the question about because he's done so many of these great stories and we asked him the question about his favorite story or most impactful story or whatever it might be and he told a story which is completely unrelated to football and like this we were on a zoom call and i could see everybody was like tearing up right i mean he got (laughs) us he got us to actually cry on the podcast which (laughs) I tell Multiple you what, that, times. that that is that is the the the, the skill of a great. A great, did, a great he did man. he did the red bandana story. And I'm obviously a Boston College fan, and I'm there like. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, gonna... let's close with this, Tyler. What's the most horrific tragedy you've ever personally gone through? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, like it is. He's definitely very talented, um, but I mean, like you know. So are Hallmark movies. It's what, I mean, whatever. Guys, there's room for all of us in this business. Um, Tyler, what else you got for these these young gentlemen? I was going to say, I, uh, you guys have had a ton of really good guests. Who do you guys, who's kind of on a, if you can't pick a favorite, like a top three, top five that you guys have had on your podcast? Cool. Cool. All of you I mean, first. I mean, Dabo. Dabo was... Yeah. Fuck off. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, but, you know, this, that's the the big name guy that we've had on really, you know, to actually get a current coach, uh, a school that's somewhere in the top 20, um, you know, to actually have that on uh, someone like that on was really cool to get to learn about his process and what they go through was, was pretty cool as well. It was the, it was the week after the Georgia defeat as well. And we were like, is he just going to go you guys like, be so like annoyed that right they lost to Georgia. Would he not like come on? And then he came on, and he was very like, he was, so, he was yeah, it was so cool. And it's one of those podcasts where we don't have to beg people to retweet it either. Like it was like a natural thing that people actually retweeted it. That and Chris Marler are the only two guests. Where, yeah, you made me fucking people follow come him on the following in. week. It was Gabo <laughs> Swinney and then Vern Lundquist. I mean, I mean, like. One, I bet that's awesome to have coaches on the podcast. Tyler and I were instructed not to have interviews. Um, probably something because of my personality and I rub people the wrong way. I don't know. But um, I will say, like, you guys don't miss. Like, I mean, like, we, we joke around about that, but you guys really don't fucking miss on your interviews. It's it, we, So we had Herb Street on last year, which was a pretty big moment for us. And then it ended with him. I asked him what his bucket list concert was, and he said Luke Bryan. And when I tell you that there was barely any part of my heart that and soul that like was left to die, it all went away that day. Luke Bryan, <laughs> unfucking real. Love you, Herbie, though, if you're not listening. Well, he, 
He won't come on our show, so you've, you've got one up on us. That is very true. He won't come on our show. Um, um, have, you, have you guys considered that Dabo had a lot of success before he came on your podcast and ever yes. since? Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's almost kind of like a downhill slide. He lost all of his coaches. It seems like things are in complete disarray. We have you pronounce the quarterback's name. We have, <laughs> you know we the, have the, Sorry, go on, George. No, you go on, sorry. So the worst of it was we like spent a lot of the episode talking to him about how they'd had unprecedented ability to keep hold of staff for 14, 15, like the, <laughs> the entire time he was there. So we talked about unprecedented levels of staff, the culture at Clemson, being able to like and and then all of a sudden Clemson turned to shit as a football team. <laughs> all their coaches left and yeah. all their players turned to shit. DJ Umgalele became one of the worst quarterbacks in the AAC, the ACC. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was kind of all our fault, I guess. Yeah. We, we, have, we, we thank you for that. Cause the following week he, they, they beat Georgia tech eight to six in a non little <laughs> league baseball game. That was the score. So we, we, we have, we have considered the curse of the chaps. Um, we're not oh, entirely yeah. sure that it's a, it's a thing yet, but but we have considered it. I mean, maybe it's something to do with the Zoom call coming to a premature end. I don't know, but I mean, hold on, George. My life fucking fell apart after I went on your stupid podcast. Now that I think about it, multiple times. Um, it wow, it might actually be us. I knew it wasn't my fault. I, I I've been saying that for so long. Uh, I hope, you have, a, I hope like, you have a great day. I hope you have a great day tomorrow. To be honest, because otherwise. <laughs> Oh, oh God, I'm taking the new up. girlfriend to Athens. Oh, this is going to be bad. Um, yeah, oh, thanks, boy. guys. All right, we're going to end it here. And um, <laughs> no, so real quick, though, who would be your bucket list, like, guy you guys have not had on yet? Don't say Tyler, because he's listening. Uh, well, if it's not Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> um, well, well, for me, um, we uh, right, right at the, right at the, um, the start, we, we, I drew up a list. Um, which back then was completely fanciful. It was, it was a complete nonsense, and we've we've had some of those people on as our guests, which is uh, something else. But top of that list was Paul Feinbaum because uh, you know I've I've followed the SEC for a long time, and I'm very envious, Chris, when you uh, appear on his show. Uh, um, and we've we've touched base with him a few times, but his schedule is uh, manic. But one of these yeah. days we'll get him on. But yeah, um, he would be he would be up there. I don't know about the other two. So it used to be Mike Leach. Mike Leach was the guy that we always wanted to get on. And, you know, he's getting a little bit where it, to the point where it's too much. It would be too much to <laughs> yeah, get Yeah, after on. 19 years talking about pirates and, and fat girlfriends, it's finally crossed the line. I think you're right. That's, that's a good yeah. point. So Kiffin. Kiffin's the guy for me that I want on because I think mm. that would just be a fucking hilarious. Yeah hour 45 minutes whatever time he had to to come on and chat to us i I think it would just be so much fun they're hiring a social media director and like a they're like hiring multiple positions for what i do currently at ole miss for football and i openly told my boss today that i was going to apply for that job because working for kiffin would be like it'd be like my almost famous thing i would just i would i would be awesome you get to get to live in Oxford. I mean, that would be. I mean, that's just a great place to stay, isn't it? It is a beautiful city. I, I don't think I'm southern enough for Oxford. Um, I don't have a Tahoe that my dad gave me. Um, I don't fit into any of my nice clothes. But like Oxford is, I don't think I could have gone there when I was in college, just because. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of bars. You got to fucking wait outside in line for like 
hours to get into places. I, I, and I could be wrong about that. There's probably some old Miss fans that's going to be not happy about that. But it's, it is a beautiful, beautiful scene. I'll say that. Um, uh, Ollie, so I, I hope you're going to say who I think you're going to say. Uh, Uma Thurman. <laughs> Hank Backmeyer. Um, I, uh... Deep cut. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know who you think I'm going to say. I, I, I just every time you, every time you get a guest book, George, because the the credit really does go to George. I think I might have got one guest on once, and AC maybe had done a couple, but George is the guy who books all these guests. And every time he goes, "Oh, we've got," and I'm like, oh, "How? Like, you know, the, the Ronaldo thing? How?" And Chris, Chris Marler thing when Tyler comes on, <laughs> yeah. you know, Laura Rutledge, just like just yeah. Like, you know, it just an endless stream of the biggest names in college football. It's just, it's just astounding for me. It's just like every time we we're on like these Zoom calls with people, it just blows my mind. So I just every guest that comes on is is incredible. Really, is. Yep. You guys are paying for the upgraded version of Zoom. You're saying, or like, yeah. is that? <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, cool, yeah. We, that's how we get that's how we get these big guests, Chris, because we yeah. don't <laughs> we don't we don't kick them off after forty minutes. Yeah. Well, we, okay. We, I mean, we, that's we, fair, we yeah. treat them, we treat them real nice. We've got that we've got that virtual green room that you know everybody goes into and they're looked after before you know before you yeah. actually log on. You know, like you know M and M's and all that good stuff. Virtual yeah. cocktails. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, mean, I made you guys wait until three minutes after we were supposed to start before I even okay, let you guys yeah. in. So. Um, <laughs> That's just good old American hospitality, guys. All right, listen, uh, we're going to go record. Uh, may, I don't know how long we have on the next fucking Zoom, so we'll try our best to figure how long that goes. Um, but just like Jesus, Tyler, we'll be back, right, with more on the College Ball Uncensored podcast, Seamless Transition. You guys, thank you so much for joining us again for the second time. Uh, you guys really are my favorite, favorite podcast, um, and I love that fucking sweatshirt. Uh, don't. I mean, like, let, let me send you a list of people I want you to have on the podcast this year so you can ruin their lives. And we'll start with not Brian Harson, but probably Bo Nix, my ex. Uh, Bo, uh, Bo, whoa, 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 whoa. Bo Nix, we as we discussed the other day, Mr. Marler, isn't your problem anymore. He's Oregon's no. problem now. Well, and I guess I'm an Oregon fan, too. He's so pack, it's like I kind of pull for them, I guess. He's the Pac-12's yeah. problem now. The Pac-12 yeah. is its own problem, though, for being honest. Uh, I love, I, I love the Pac-12. I mean, is let's it, get into that for a second. Why? For what reasons? Well, because I don't like going to bed at night. I like staying up till seven o'clock in the morning, following like starting to watch football at five p.m. the following afternoon, previous afternoon. I just the Pac-12 just yeah, there's such crazy games that such ridiculous times of the morning. No, it's it. Cal that ruins it for me. It's that fucking yeah, stadium. Get, it's yeah. so that for and. I mean, I've never been to Corvallis. It seems like a shithole, but um, you know, there's it is it is fun. It is fun. It's it's better than the ACC. No offense, Tyler. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, no offense, me. I'm a Boston College man. Remember, don't just stop throwing this ACC bullshit out there. <laughs> All right, that's not real. Nobody's really a Boston College fan. Um, oh, that's not that's okay. the. Well, it's There's been nice 13 being... colleges in that city. How did you choose that one? Hey, it's been nice being on this podcast anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's, you draw the line at the Boston College slander. We're yeah, really, really known for that. All right, you guys go to bed. Um, I will, uh, I'll send you guys some DMs three hours from now about what I'm wearing. And um, thank you again, y'all. To everyone but Alex. <laughs>